0: Are you looking to buy or sell real estate? You've got questions, we've got answers. Welcome to the show. It's going to be great featuring Matt and Jen from Home You. And now, without further ado, it's Matt and Jen. Hello.
1: Ah, hey. Happy to be back. Thanks for joining us. We have a great episode today. We're going to be talking about all things solar. So we're pretty stoked about pretty that. Pretty stoked about that. Mm-hmm. So our first guest that is in the studio with us is Sam Barzak from our team. She's been
2: on with us before. Tell us what's going on, Sam. Um, you know, just really stoked to be here. I'm um, nothing really too much since the last time we talked. I have started looking for a new home, so Ooh. that's pretty exciting. You know, so, know realtors I'm, that can help you. I know a few really good realtors, <laughs> and I'm um, in a similar situation to a lot of you buying at the moment, so it's an exciting time. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And then we also have Emily Jameson joining us for the first time.
1: <laughs> hey, Emily, uh, tell us a little bit about you. How's it going?
3: Um don't know much. Let's see. I uh, was the showing agent for the team. Now I'm transitioning. Moving into on the up. Director of operations. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah. Learning about stuff. Where are you yeah. from? The shoulder thing. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I grew up in Middleton, Wisconsin. So, All right. And, know Madison.
1: and you also had your first sale. Yes. For the house. Whoop, whoop Yeah. Whoop. We closed uh, last week. So nice. Woo, super yeah. awesome. So, we're awesome. Doing all kinds of things. She's got it all covered. Oh, yeah. Stoked. All right. Cool.
3: <laughs>
4: stoked. Super stoked.
5: So we'd also like to welcome Adam Gussie, Vice President of Operations, Sunvest Solar. Uh, he's going to be joining us in a second. There he is. There he is, hey, Adam. Hey, Adam.
1: Adam. What's going on?
6: Am I in? Yep. <laughs> You're in. You're are live. You, are you stoked to be here? Yeah. Yeah, I'm stoked. I was worried <laughs> I wouldn't fit through the door.
1: So. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Why don't you just tell us a little bit about your background with solar and how you got into the industry?
6: Yeah, so uh, I, I backed into the solar industry um, about 2008, it's been a little over uh, 10 years now. Um, I came to it from a background in construction, but also a lot of uh, my training and my professional education was in science and biology, so after learning and getting educated in something you can't get paid for. um, Decided (laughs) that I'd go back into trades and do things with building um, and really thought it would be a good fit to look at more sustainable building practices. And I got started with a contractor that did that work and I've been on a a rat's race ever since. Um, Caught a growing industry in the Midwest uh, when it was still somewhat little um, and now kind of riding the tidal waves of uh, what... Solar and renewable energy is in the Midwest and throughout the country.
5: So I know you have uh, solar panels at your place. you want to talk about that a little bit.
6: Yeah, uh, actually, I put it on my first house that uh, I got to work with you guys and buy. Um, even got to see Matt, your younger brother, stand on a roof next to me, scared uh, to wits. That was worth it, no um, matter we what it cost. To finish that one. That was thoroughly entertaining. <laughs> totally stoked. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So, um that yeah the i usually it's a good investment to stick on a home our current home when we moved to it um was a little bit of a different application but i had some outbuildings and was able to build a lean-to off the back of an outbuilding so it's a dual use so you get electricity generation on the home for your house but then i also have shaded parking for you know keeping boat or camper or other things underneath it at the same time so works really well does that pretty um, much power the house also put in a solar hot water system for our water heat too
5: nice is that your solar on the back of the lean-to? does that power everything at the house
6: it used to until um, we added central air and i got an electric car once <laughs> i did that now i'm running at about 60 percent to 70 percent of our usage um so um, my, our next addition will be a, a potential expansion
5: how much does the electric car draw like how much does that actually uh, of the usage that you've yep, lost? It within? depends
6: on depends on how much you drive, but it typically is about two kilowatt hours per mile. Um, or on average, for a person that's driving a thirty minute commute, um, you're probably going to add about two to three thousand kilowatt hours, or two hundred to three hundred dollars um, a year to your usage. So it's a it's a pretty small dollar amount, and it, it's a when you transition from buying gas to just buying the electricity you're usually at about uh, a quarter of the cost um for Trent for driving that and driving electricity instead so what's the conversion? it's even better when you can make it at home because you can't make gas at home but you can make electricity at home
5: what's the conversion is there like a cents to kilowatts
6: um well you're paying the same utility rate um but so per, like if you're per paying gas 10 cents a kilowatt hour it probably costs you about, you know, twenty cents or no, five cents a mile, four to five cents a mile. Nice. Next one's a car. Electric car.
1: Yeah. Matt one's an electric truck.
5: Yep. So Yeah, they're coming. Couple years.
4: hmm
1: So you were kind of talking about costs. So do you have any ideas of like if people just want to put solar panels on their house? Is there a range of what that kind of
0: costs?
6: Yep. It, it's usually determined by how much power you use or how much space you have to put some solar panels in. Um, typical residential systems will be between as low as $8,000 um, and can be as high as $50,000, um, depending on how big of a system you do. Um, typical residential homes are going to be in the uh, $10,000 to $15,000 range, so close to a, a window uh, upgrade on a, a retrofit house. Um, and those are before any of the other incentives or other things that could be applied to it. Um, but it makes it so it's much more manageable than it used to be, say four or five years ago, even.
5: So it's kind of, there are government, there are what government rebates and that eventually would be tied into the solar panels, I'm assuming.
6: Yep. Yeah. They have both. There's a federal tax credit that's still intact uh, for the next four years. And then you also have uh, the Focus on Energy program in the state as a cashback reward program. Um, so, you know, an example is a $15,000 uh, system installed on a home. It would apply for a, a use. It's a 26% tax credit. So it's like, um, you know, about 4000 a little over $4,000 for the tax credit. And it's off tax owed, not a deduction. Um, and then you can also apply for the Focus on Energy credit, which is, uh, usually about $1,800. So we always tell folks that they could typically see uh, somewhere between 30 to 50% of the project cost uh, returned uh, within the first year. And then you can even find low interest or no interest loan programs that are around through different institutions that'll give you a really nice way to not have to throw money down when you're doing it as a retrofit, or if you roll it into your home's mortgage during your building project, um, a lot of times the, the cost of paying the loan is going to be um, about half of what you would be paying for your electrical bill anyway. So makes it a, a win right out the bat.
2: So you said that it has gotten a lot cheaper even within the past four or five years to put solar panels onto your home. What do you expect for the future of solar panels within Madison? What do you think the trend will be?
6: Yeah, I, I think they'll still continue to drop. It just won't be as drastic. Um, the cost of solar modules over the last five years is about 15% of what it used to be um, due to a number of things worldwide. Um, but that, since solar panels were such a large percentage of the project, um, Make, reducing that to 15% of what it used to be makes residential installation costs you know, drastically different than what they would be. But they still continue to drop through either innovative purchasing programs, um, more streamlined permitting processes, um, better uh, contractors that have been doing it longer so their, their labor costs are lower because they work faster, and are more efficient. Um, so there's a number of things that are will continue to, to make them um, lower cost.
5: What about our friend Elon Musk and his solar shingles? So they're not actually panels, but they're shingles themselves. Are they as yep. efficient yeah, so as it, the panels?
6: Yeah, the, 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 the nice part is, is they, they fit more into the aesthetics of the, the house. So a lot of people that see the barrier of not wanting something that is more visible on the home, um, it integrates into it. Um, You do suffer a bit in efficiency, so you need more space to get the same output because they're not as efficient. Um, The other challenge, and why we don't see as much of them here, is if you have to fix them, you have to tear into your building exterior. So it's going to be more costly to repair something potentially in the future um, versus having something that can be quickly removed and replaced if it needed to be.
5: So basically the the solar shingles will cover the entire roof for which they probably wouldn't need to because the sun isn't hitting all the sides of the roof necessarily.
6: So it's more efficient. Yeah, the they panels on. They'd still put them on the South facing side and then you'll have two different roof surfaces kind of covering things. Um, and so it's still, it's a better aesthetics, but you can still see it. Right. The problem would be if you have hail damage or if you have other, you know, damage to your building um, it, it's really, it, you're tearing it apart and throwing it away. Um, and so that becomes more difficult. They are really a a better efficient product in hot temperatures. So Mm -hmm. you'll see stuff in the deserts, you know, in Arizona, Southern California, places where it's really high roof temperatures that those products get used a lot more than you would in our our Midwest climates.
3: Um, Switching gears a little bit. So you talked about like installing more for like new builds and stuff like that. Um, When it comes to someone who... Is on the grid and transitioning to be being off the grid. Um, what does that transition like look like, um, and how does the process go with becoming disconnected from the power company?
6: Yeah, well, ninety nine percent of your systems that are built nowadays are built as grid connected, so you still have that utility power source there, um, and most of the time, because that's the most cost effective and best use from an economic standpoint you can add storage and start to move to more of an off-grid or grid or battery backup type um, situation Um, the challenge is you'd have equipment that the utility provides right now for free or almost no cost Um, and so a lot of times you don't You don't see folks make that transition unless you have a utility policy that's bad or you have really poor grid service where you have multiple outages um, or things that cause some kind of economic loss, like a freezer full of meat um, that you lose a quarter beef or something like that that goes bad when the power goes out, which makes having your own power supply a good thing. Um, But for folks that want to do it, the biggest difference in transition is understanding how much power you use at any one time. You know, people can look at their utility bills and some don't even know what a kilowatt hour is, um, let alone could tell you exactly how much volume of power they draw in a given time. Typically, when everybody wakes up in the morning, you can watch how much power someone consumes in a house. And you can tell when they wake up and then when they start making breakfast, when they use coffee makers, things like that. And if you are living in an off-grid situation, you have a limitation of exactly how much generator you have. And that will give you the ability to draw more power instantaneously. And that's a a different thing for someone to think about. It's kind of like, how much water someone uses on a well. You can talk to somebody that lives with a well. They'll tell you exactly what happens when they try to run too much water more than their pump can carry. And so it's trying to get people to understand that.
5: So when I have SunVest solar come out, when I get my electric truck, (laughs) do you guys have a, I'm assuming you guys have some kind of meter that can measure the kilowatts um, for the house, but depending on time of day and that type of thing.
6: Yep. Yep. Yeah, um, a lot of stuff gets done with software, so we can model um, what you can do at your home, a layout on your roof, uh, layout in your property of what we could put in there for um, how many solar panels and how much power it would make. We can model shading if you have trees or different roof elevations that are going to increase or decrease your your system's output. Um, We do a lot of work with your utility bills because there's a lot of data we can get from your existing utility metering, and then if you are doing off-grid stuff, then yeah, we would install some metering to look at that as well.
1: So if you um, you put in the solar panels, how long can you expect them to last? Is there a lot of maintenance? How does all of that kind of stuff work?
6: Yeah, um, it's a good question. The nice part about the systems is there's not a lot of moving parts, so there's not a lot of things to go wrong. The... The life cycle of the the system is designed for 20 to five years or longer. Um, So panels are performance warranty for 25 years, which fits really good with a 20 to 30 year shingle on your building. Um, All the electrical components are solid. So they don't really, it's like having a breaker in your house go bad. It's pretty rare. Um, The one component that you can run into maintenance and life cycle issues with is your inverter so the, the electronics that make the power usable for your home um, and also report all the data, those usually will have a 12, 10 to 12-year warranty, so they'll cover you on any problems in that first 10 to 12-year period. And then sometime between year 10 and year 25, you're going to have to do an inverter upgrade, which is usually about eh, 5 to 10% of your system cost. So you could figure for sometime in year 15, you might have to budget for a $2,000 repair.
2: So I heard just very briefly, and I wanted to hear more about this because I'm very curious about this net zero um, neighborhood that just was constructed. Mm -hmm. Um, Could you tell us a little bit more about that?
6: Yeah. No, I appreciate you asking. Um, It was a great partnership for, because Sunvest is part of the Newman family of companies, um, so it was a, the land was developed by Newman Developments. All the homes were built by Tim O'Brien Homes, who's a, a family partner in the Newman Companies. And then the so- solar was done by Sunvest. And it was set out to be a pilot to see how, how if it was possible and how well the neighborhood would do if you were required to offset 100% of your home's consumption with solar. Um, and we learned a lot with between how you draft a covenant for a neighborhood that that states that, um, and then how you design the homes and build them and coordinate between multiple team members. Um, but there's 34 homes total. Um, it's in the New Ber- south side of New Berlin. Um, uh, all the homes were uh, between 2,500 and 3,500 square feet, and we're they we thought the systems would be a little bit smaller but once we modeled the energy usage they ended up being around uh, eight kilowatts or so on average um, so now currently you go into the neighborhood and every one of them will uh, at the end of the year offsets a hundred percent of their electrical usage um, for the the entire neighborhood so in in the utilities eyes by the end of the year they're cons- producing as much as they're consuming there um, the only difference is they it doesn't match up directly to their daily consumption. So they're not off-grid or like a, a, a net zero building that would, you know, be more of an off-grid setup that runs everything without a utility connection. But it's definitely was the first push to have it that way in Wisconsin, where we offset all of their electricity.
5: So each of those houses will have solar panel on top of the roof, but I'm assuming that each home does not actually offset their own usage. But as, a, as the development in whole is a zero
6: net electricity, is that correct? No, it's each home.
5: Okay, so each home so we had to own. size.
6: Yeah, we sized each one to the model usage for each building. Um, once they did the building design, they did an energy model to tell us what we had to hit for a target. And then we would design the system to make sure to produce that plus a little because we even have a, a performance guarantee that we have to give the homeowner that we're going to produce what they are consuming.
5: So um, there is a utilities to the development, though, just not. And there is electrical yes. to the developments. They just don't use it.
3: So are there things uh, within a home that uses solar energy that would be different from a standard home? So for, like, that net um, zero neighborhood, are the homes, like, have standard, typical, like, interior features? Like water, you talked about mm-hmm. how you have a different water heater and stuff like that. Um, What are the typical like solar energy type things inside of a home?
6: Yeah, there's no need to do it. The all your normal appliances will still run off the energy that the solar will make. Um, There's there's always a benefit of being more efficient. It's cheaper to not use power than it is to try to buy equipment oh. to make it yeah. so it's always a good rule to use more efficient appliances when possible um, and when they did the net zero the community at um at red fox they did do um a, a really high bar for their energy efficiency design so they have uh, tim o'brien does a, a lot of, of measures in their building designs to do interior HVAC um, mechanicals. So your your heating and your return ducts are all in the interior of the building. Um, there's higher bars for insulation um, and more efficient furnaces. There's things that work really well to lower the consumption of the home, which is always best when trying to offset it. But there's no need or requirement to do it. I, my home I live in is a over a hundred year old farmhouse that was a piece of junk when we moved in, and you can still offset the output of a really inefficient home, um, particularly if you want to just put more solar in later when you want to use more power. So you can do it either way, but it's always good to use less power when possible.
5: So really a new construction home, like if you were just building a home, you could actually make it super efficient and then have the solar on top that would make it better than an existing home probably.
6: Correct. Yep. And you can put the nice part about it is there's things in the solar equipment that give you bells and whistles that you wouldn't have in your home otherwise. Uh, There's a lot of monitoring and coming down the pipe, future building control stuff that would be considered smart home that are integrated into the solar equipment that normally people wouldn't want to pay for. But you can add very easily with the solar monitoring so you can see the instantaneous consumption of your house. So you could see kind of how your load curve changes over the day. You can get good data graphing if you want to see and learn more about how to control energy usage in your home without having to put in additional metering and control. There's uh, um, some neat products coming that are available now. Now that are getting better with integrating car charging, so that the solar inverter will control your car charging and put it all in one app on your phone. So you can see your solar, you can see your home's consumption, you can control your car and program it. Um, If you add battery storage, you can control that. Um, And very soon we'll have it where you can control your water heater, your air conditioner, or other circuits in your home all through the same platforms and really get to a truly smart home.
2: are there plans for more neighborhoods in that way?
6: Or... Um, the, there's a lot of them out west. Yeah. You're starting to get building codes required. And in California, there was a building code adopted um, last, two years ago and went into effect last year. Um, and there's an in, there's interest in Wisconsin to do more. Um, but this, the one thing is you're seeing smaller amounts of land developers or smaller amounts of builders that truly want to try to integrate it, um, and so we have, we have a lot of Tim, the residential that we do build is in partnership with Tim O'Brien Homes or Harbor Homes, who um, are the family partners that we work with. But you don't. There's only a few select builders that really push for um, having it as a checkbox or an option that would integrate really easy into the building process.
1: So coming from a uh, real estate, I wouldn't
6: be surprised.
1: Go ahead.
4: Go ahead.
1: I was just gonna say, coming from the real estate side of things for that particular neighborhood, I know that you were probably on the solar side of things, but did you notice were houses selling quickly? Was there any like stall because people didn't like the solar, or was there just a mad rush because everybody thought it was the coolest concept, or do you have any kind of feel on that
6: yeah they they sell they sold well the one thing we learned in the pilot that that was somewhat of a barrier is because there was a restriction on who your builder was so that other lots and developments in the neighborhood, you could choose your builder. And since there was a restriction on the builder, some people wanted to bring their own and that was somewhat of an impediment. But when they, with a solar was brought up, most people didn't even have a comment to it. They're just like, okay, this is great. Some of it was a benefit to it. Um, and we don't, I don't have good data on anything th- for the home value sale but the comparative to the other neighborhoods I don't it wasn't a, a detraction um but I don't I don't have enough information to say if it was a true benefit or not
5: sure do you remember the ever the price range for those houses
6: no unfortunately I or I should say fortunately I get to sit <laughs> on the back side of it. <laughs> <laughs> I know they were at least million-dollar-plus um, for stuff that was built in that neighborhood given that size. Nice.
5: I think we need to bring one to Madison.
1: Yeah, that'd be fun. So does mm-hmm. weather affect the solar energy at all?
6: Um, it, yes, in a couple, couple of different ways. Snow is always a difficult thing to deal with. The snow will sit on, on top of your array until it slides off, so that will – uh, lower the production pretty significantly, um, but actually, winter time is really nice for production because there's less particulates in the air, so that you we feel it when we're outside. You get sunburned quicker. Um, the that it's harder to see when you're outside because the reflected light. So you actually can get really good output. Problem is, it's just the sun's not around very much in the winter time. Um, other you know, rain is great. You know, living in places where you have temperate climates, so that your modules are washed off and you don't really have to do anything for maintenance is nice if you lived in a a more dry climate like arizona you actually have to consider washing your modules because the dust and dirt that sits on them and never gets washed off will actually lower your your system production um but overall the only thing that is a challenge in wisconsin is to deal with what we have right now which is you know a foot of snow that comes in and sits on your modules and then makes you angry because you got to wait till it sloughs off.
1: <laughs> so you can't, like, shovel it off?
6: No, you, you can. What we tell folks is um, it's usually not a safe practice unless it's reachable. Um, I rake mine on top of the kids. They love it. Um, it's usually <laughs> a good time. Um, and you can use them as water features in the summertime because uh, they'll, you know, make a good waterfall. Um, but a lot of them, if they're not reachable, we rec- you know people that would go up and try to snow rake their roofs from a ladder, you know, you're risking your life for you know, 20 cents of power um, when it, the snow is eventually going to melt off and, and be okay the next day.
5: Do you ever see uh, the solar panels not on the roof, but maybe like on a pole mount or on a separate um, structure away from the house? Or are they typically a yep. uh, roof mount?
6: Um, it, d- it depends on the space you have. Most um, home lots aren't large enough to put something on the ground, or you might run into a covenant restriction or something that would not allow you to put a different structure up. But they are done. You can do top-of-pole mounts that you can put way up in the air. um, And you can do fixed-ground mounts um, if you have more of an agricultural lot. um, Or we even have systems that track the sun, so you can increase the output by following the sun throughout the day. So we've got um, a number of different options options to work with.
3: Do you see the tracking the sun option a lot in residential um, applications? Um, I've been to NREL in Colorado and I saw that and those were super cool. And I was wondering if, you know, houses used those.
6: Yeah. Uh, Five, six years ago when solar panels were more expensive, we did a lot more of that because you wanted to get the most out of the really expensive panel. Um, But now that modules are lower cost for residential, it's easier to put in more panels than it is to try to maintain a tracking system. Um, But the tracking systems are, are getting deployed for larger utility and commercial scale. That's most of what you'll see. Like if you drive by one of the big solar farms that's going in, you'll see that the trackers that move through the sun, like the big one that Dane County did out by the airport. If you drive by that, you'll see that it points to the east in the morning and points to the west at the end of the day so that you can increase the output. And it it does do a a lot more, um, but you just don't see as much in uh, residential neighborhoods because of the space.
2: I don't know if you know this off the top of your head, but how many homes in Dane County have some kind of solar energy use?
6: Um, Depends on what you count. If you actually count solar panels on the homes or ones that are offset by utility programs. Um, they're with, if you count the utility programs with that MG&E does, uh, like their community solar and shared solar programs that are spurring a lot of the big arrays that are getting built where you can buy in a portion of it, um, and then get the savings on your bill. Do they kind of directly credit it? If you count those, it's probably closer to 5%, maybe 10, um, cause of the larger ones that they're starting to deploy now, um. But there's a good map. Uh, if you go to Renew Wisconsin, um, they have some links to um, Google Maps that you can scan around, and it's pretty awesome to see. Now, when you're zoomed out too far, you can't even see the two lakes because there's so many bullet points in the Dane County area, um, and it's 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 impressive compared to um, what you would see, say, in you know 2015, 2014.
5: I think you're starting to see more and more of the uh, car charging uh, stations that are solar. Like I know Summit Credit Union, I think, has one in Cottage Grove that's uh, electric car charging, but it's solar-powered.
6: Yep. Yeah, you don't have to run a, uh, any electrical power to it so that you can just drop them in the parking lot.
5: Yep. I think our kid's school actually has one, too. It might not. Yeah, I don't think it's solar, but they have a charging stations. Mm-hmm. Nice.
6: got to get Caden in an electric car now. He has a hybrid. He does so have a closer. hybrid.
1: We're doing better. <laughs>
6: Sweet.
1: The only thing is when it, it turns on and then when it idles, I'm like, it died, it died, it died. But then you hit the gas and it's like, oh, it's actually going. Yes.
6: Yep. So, it's not supposed to turn off. Yeah.
1: Not that that's happened to me, but I might have panicked a little the first yeah. time it happened. I was like, what happened? Oh, that's
6: I'm kind of excited in the
5: next, next couple of years. I think you're going to see more and more electric cars so the solar industry is probably going to be exploding yeah to meet that demand
2: mm-hmm. yeah when I was in yeah. Palm Springs a few months ago I drove in um it's just starting to come out but the new Tesla that drives itself which was pretty special mm-hmm. that was really mm-hmm. cool so they're making moves on the on that front for sure go.
6: yes There's nothing more to get stoked about than putting sunshine (laughs) directly into your car. I do it on a daily basis, and it's thoroughly rewarding. Some people get (laughs) aroused. (laughs) That's great. Well,
1: we can tell people that we knew you when before you became really famous. When solar's just off the charts and crazy. So yeah,
6: they wanted to after the home after home team for you.
1: Yeah, that's right. This is,
5: this is your big you break, man. <laughs> that house in DeForest must have been pretty efficient because that was, did that face straight south?
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it had a utility program um, that I would get checks in the mail instead of bills. <laughs> so that was, that was a, great, a great way to live.
5: Actually, the back of your lean-to is south, I'm assuming, isn't it? Yeah. Pretty close.
1: Oh, pretty nice. All right. Well, we appreciate you joining us, Adam, and giving us all of this knowledge.
5: So when I want to have my uh, solar panels put on the roof for my electric truck, I'm going to get in a couple of years, who do I call?
6: Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> who am I going
5: to call, not who you going to call? <laughs>
6: You know where I live, Matt. That's right, I a shed we can put them on. we're good, yeah, if you need the
1: Adam hookup, just let us know we've yeah. we've got a good in. we have an Adam, mm-hmm, we have an Adam,
5: <laughs> we just gotta keep Scott off the roof when we're yeah. good <laughs>
1: <laughs> safety first Adam. actually,
5: it might be more entertaining to have Scott
6: on the roof.
1: yeah, we should do a podcast no, with Scott on I the do. roof
6: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yes, do it whenever you can,
1: okay. <laughs>
5: All right, thanks a lot, Adam.
1: All right, thanks a lot. We'll talk to you later. Adam. Yeah. Thank you.
6: Thanks for having me. Sure. Take
1: yeah. care. Sure. Yep. Bye. All right, so that was like a whole lot of knowledge, huh?
5: Totally getting an electric truck.
2: Yeah, those are wow. really neat. That's New insane. ones yeah. coming out soon.
5: Yeah, two years, a year and a half, two years.
2: Yeah, my brother-in-law is on the list for it. The Tesla, y- the Cybertruck. Yep. yep. Nice. They're <laughs> insane. They're Pricey, but I feel like the look is really neat. It's pretty unique.
5: I think the cost, at least the ones that I looked at, was about the same as what my truck cost. Oh, really? Twenty eleven.
1: Oh, hmm. just
5: got to get a few more miles on my truck yet.
1: Yeah, Matt wants to get to three hundred thousand miles, so. I did that with no. my Subaru. Oh really?
3: Subaru. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yay. It was not great.
1: No. <laughs> no no? Those last miles were a little iffy.
3: <laughs> yeah. Every day I was like, Is this gonna start today? <laughs> <You're>
1: like, <laughs> I can great. do it, I can do it. Yeah. So you weren't like, I have to do this. It was more like please start. Yeah. Did you get to like three oh one?
3: I got to like 302, I oh. think. But then, yeah, uh, it wasn't <laughs> good. There were multiple times that we had to get towed. <laughs> oh, nice. it's just like
0: does that count as the miles? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <I> mean, <laughs> <maybe>. <laughs> So it was actually 301, which is actually. actually. Yeah, you never probably.
2: Got it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah.
3: <that's laughs> funny. Good luck there. Yeah, no. I'm at
5: 248, I think so. That's pretty good. Yeah. Too far to go. So I have a year and a half, two years to get to the 300, and then I can. You like, could switch. be the
1: new showing agent. You'd get there fast.
3: (laughs) fast, (laughs) That's right. I would
5: rack up the miles pretty quickly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There you go. So, what do you guys think? We hear from clients, they reach out to us and they say, Hey, I just had a solar person come out to my house and they say it's going to increase my value. What do you think? Think it's going to increase their value? I think it depends, like, on the neighborhood
3: and, like, who buys it in the future. Mm-hmm. Like if they don't value it, then it might not, don't might not matter.
2: Yeah. yeah. I think like, as he had said, obviously places like California and Arizona have been on this trend for a while, but it's more kind of recently coming to the Midwest. Um, and I think like Emily said, it kind of depends on your future buyer because especially around Madison, which is fortunate that people would be very into this idea and would be specifically look for it and find value in that. Um, But not everyone will. And you would definitely be pricing your home a little bit higher because you had spent money on the solar power um, a few years ago or whatever it was. So it depends, I think. Would you pay more to have a house with solar panels Mm -hmm. or solar
1: power?
5: I don't remember if... uh, Because when Kim and Adam sold their house into Forest with the solar panels, I don't remember. I don't think it was too much above what market value would have been
1: so but I do remember thinking okay people are going to see the solar panels and they're going to be like oh that's work what is that that's hard so when we sold the property Adam gave us all kinds of information so that we could thoroughly educate people on the solar panels and by the time basically Adam got done with the buyer that buyer was really excited about solar yeah Yeah, Adam (laughs) spent some time with him I think
5: explaining the systems and how everything worked and Mm mm-hmm So I think people and educating the buyers and letting them know how it works makes a big difference too. Yeah,
2: Yeah. I mean, hearing it from him, hearing how easy the whole process was, and once you get it in, it's basically no upkeep for you. Kind of eased my mind because I obviously didn't know fully, but I would have anticipated a little bit more needing to be done. Um, So in my eyes, hearing that basically it's going to save you money in the long run, and you won't have to do much upkeep. It's kind of a win-win for a little bit of money in the in the front. Yeah, yeah.
5: And I think over the years, as again, if the electric cars become more and more prevalent, you're going to have more people that want that solar. Mm-hmm. So for future sales, if they have something, it might be.
1: I mean, this really could be kind of the beginning of the trend where things are starting to happen. Because I know they really tried to do a lot of solar in the 70s when there was all kind of the big energy crunches. And it it totally failed. And then we couldn't, or it wasn't me in the 70s selling houses, but my father (laughs) has told me that, you know, they were just kind of like big dinosaurs up on the roof. And people were like, oh, what do we do with that? I'm really hopeful that that's not what you're going to see in the future and people are embracing the new um, technologies so that we can have things more energy efficient.
5: I think as we go forward, the demand for solar is going to be more and more. Mm -hmm. Just for
1: Yeah, so like right this second, are you going to get it back dollar for dollar when you're putting it on your house? Probably not. Mm -hmm. But I mean, futuristically, if you're going to stay there long enough, yeah the, the um, pros
2: are going to outweigh the cons, I think. Mm-hmm. And hearing how much it's dropped only from a few years ago um, and that it's going to continue a little bit slower, but I think it's going to be kind of like hybrid and electric cars where when they first came out, it was astronomical, where now you could get a, like entry-level Tesla for a really reasonable price. So I'm hopeful and, you know, like you said, if more people get enthusiastic about electric cars, I think solar energy um, in your home would be the next step.
5: We were yeah. at a conference in uh, Vegas or Arizona a few years back, and there was a uh, future economist type guy up there on stage, and he was talking about um, actually putting like charging in the road itself, so you'd have like as you as the car rode over the ro- went over the road, oh, it charged it. the car as it went.
1: Yeah, they had all these futuristic things that. You'd be able to put in the remember the uh, there was like a train, like it was a tunnel, a tunnel train thing. I think that, that would, was an Elon Musk. I think that like an, actually is happening, it might actually be the happening. Hyperloop. Yeah, yeah, but and you could just like burn rubber to wherever you were going. And they were saying that it was going to be coming that all the cars would be driverless, and basically you could take a nap on the way to the office. And so we'll see. We'll I mean, see what
2: happens. The yeah. driverless car was pretty incredible. Like you had to, I think every two minutes touch, touch something, but it could just be turning up a volume or changing just light things. But completely drives itself, would stop. We were in the middle of Palm Springs, so we were downtown um, around other cars. It was terrifying. <laughs> the like super <laughs> terrifying. But then it's like, holy cow, this is the future. This is pretty neat. Yeah. yeah, except
1: for those people that they get videos of sleeping while they're on the highway. Yeah. Oh.
2: Naughty. Terrifying. That's super terrifying.
3: I'm just thinking about all the futuristic movies with, like, all the technology taking over. I'm <laughs> 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 waiting for that
1: day. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. But if you go back and you look at all the old movies, they were saying all of these thi- kind of things were going to come, and now they're, they're here.
2: here.
5: <laughs> <laughs> you just <laughs> have to watch <laughs> The Simpsons. Yeah. Yep. I everything. remember
2: when 2000 hit and everyone was like flying cars are yeah, going to happen as yeah. soon as January 1st. Uh, it's going to be yeah. a little bit late, but it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think they actually
1: were talking about flying cars. Yeah. Like that, that was really <laughs> good. Like it's really good <laughs> thing. They
5: actually do have a personal, um, it's like a small airplane that's about the size of a car oh, you wow. can buy. Okay. I mean, that, they were, it wasn't that expensive. I mean, re- relatively speaking anyway.
2: The safety hasn't been checked yet. <laughs> <laughs> You're the guinea pig. <laughs> That's the thing, the safety scares me. But I'm also afraid to
1: fly in a plane that is yeah. piloted <laughs> by a person. So yeah. <laughs> I've got that going on. Totally do that. All right, so fun things
2: in real estate. What do you
1: guys see is kind of going on right now?
2: Um, I definitely see the past, probably even just two weeks or so, but definitely a lot more homes coming to the market right now. Um, A lot more options within Madison, kind of a range. It seems like there's some stuff with acreage out in the country, also things downtown. Um, It's kind of getting my buyers excited. So if you're starting to think about looking and we're weary of how limited the inventory was, I would say now is a time to start looking again because there's definitely more inventory coming. Um, some exciting homes, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's been a good few weeks, I feel like. Yeah, you yeah. got a couple accepted offers this week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I bet your clients are excited. Yep, yep. I got two accepted offers, um, both for people who had been looking for a while, written a few offers, and, you know, were incredibly excited to finally get one. So, yeah, I feel like it's time. Yeah, Spring is coming.
3: For sure.
1: Yep, we are still seeing um, multiple offers coming mm-hmm. in on properties, so that's still happening. So just educating buyers so that they're ready to win, they know what to do. That's really what we have to do in this market. Yeah. So, uh, when you are out and about and like getting calls in, are you seeing any trends of like what people are looking for
2: or looking at or anything like that? Um, I would say I have a lot of similar to people that I've had in the past, which is, you know, a lot of first-time home buyers, a lot of people looking for homes, three-bed, two-bath, uh, th- under $300,000, that kind of thing, um, starter homes to get them set up, sometimes ones that could be fixed up for sure as well. Um, so seeing a lot of that, and then Which is exciting. It's a lot of people that were living in apartments, have been working from home, kind of running out of space in their own place. So wanting to get a little bit more space with the backyard, um, especially during the pandemic and all that, it's nice to have a little bit more space for yourself. Um, And then definitely people moving um, into a little bit more acreage as well.
3: Yeah. Same here. I've had a lot of friends who are first time home buyers in the like two hundred to three hundred thousand dollar range. So a lot of first time yep. home buyers, yeah.
1: Ready to jump in. Yeah. And I, I think there are some people that are just kind of like, I've always kind of thought about doing this, but now I've been at home crunched. And
2: all I could do is think about that I'm sitting here and I'm crunched and I might as well just do it. Yeah. 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 And if you have children you run out of room pretty quickly, or if two people are working from home might need that other bedroom. Um, And then also, I think people are just spending more time on the internet, looking at Zillow, looking at all those sites. So it gets you excited. Once you start looking, you know, that process starts rolling a little bit quicker than it might otherwise, which is good.
1: Mm -hmm. And a lot of people during the pandemic got puppies Mm-hmm. So they need a backyard. And then I think there's going to be a lot of babies yeah. showing up. So people are yeah. going to need a lot more bedrooms. <laughs> the boredom so, kicked in. Oh, yeah, sure. Boredom definitely <laughs> kicked in. So the big yeah.
5: question is, what are you looking for in your home?
2: Yes, tell us. Um, I think I'm looking for what a lot of other people are looking for. I love the east side of Madison. Um, looking at some prairie and McFarland as well. But yeah, three bed. Two bath. I love an older home. I just have always grown up in older homes. So love something with a little bit of character and hardwood floor would be ideal for me. But also not going to be too picky because um, I know I can make it my own. So, yeah, just excited to start looking process, which I'll be doing this weekend. So. So how are
1: you going to make sure that you have the right sun? For all of your plants. That is actually a
2: huge (laughs) point that my husband (laughs) and I talk about a lot. Is because our apartment has some, but not enough. And, you know, they're all crowded by the window. We want to be able to spread them out, make them happy. Spread the love. Spread the love see them in every room. I have like 60 plants. It's excessive. Did you
5: say 60?
3: I actually do. That's
2: amazing. It's very excessive, but I love them. I know each of them well.
5: You might have a problem. I do. I completely do. Did you
2: have to get rid of
1: the plant that you were trying to save for us? Yes. Honestly,
5: I The one plant.
2: Oh, no. I've like never killed a plant. I'm pretty good with a green thumb. For the most part, I should knock on wood, but- Matt and Jen gave me a very dead... Oh, wait a minute. It was not right. There was a leaf on it.
1: (laughs) It might have been
3: brown. It was definitely brown. I
2: loved it, though, and I didn't want to give it up. I would have, you know, I do not want to see it go to waste if I could bring it back alive, and I tried everything. I fully tried everything, but at the end of the day, we actually used it as... Firewood. Oh. <laughs> what? Oh, hey, you
5: burned like, my plant. <laughs>
2: amazing. It was good use. I thought it was
3: great.
1: You burned it. It didn't go like.
2: It didn't the go to waste. Exactly. The it was like funeral. a funeral. Yeah, Viking funeral. Yeah. yeah. yeah it yeah. was not a Viking funeral. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> no, it wasn't.
5: It was just a fire.
1: Uh, they just happened to put it on a boat and push it
5: out. like Monona. Yeah. Yeah. Sail it yeah, out exactly. there and set it on fire.
1: Uh, <laughs> Lots of fun parties at Sam's house. Yeah, (laughs) for dead plants. (laughs) Yeah, but if she is sixty, alive plants. plants. (laughs) (laughs) She's she's not taking credit for that one. That is our dead plant. This is our stuff. You see, me keep saying saying their one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it was like the office plant, and then we were just like, somebody needs to take pity on the
2: soul of this poor plant. I know
1: they put it where it had no sun.
2: I know. Where was it? It was was right in the hallway. hallway. I remember my first day working here and I saw it and I was like I haven't worked here long enough to say anything but they definitely need to move that into the sun it was in the middle of a dark hall and then was so sad and then you came to the
1: office and found it just sitting in your I cubicle know. with a note help me please I know that it was, was my first day oh was it yeah. nice
4: okay.
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was the first. That was like my first memory here. First like, impression oh, of yeah. home to you. <laughs> yeah. This dead plant, <laughs> and you're like, and you're tr- introducing people, and you're like. This is, this is the person that will fix our plant. Oh, well, that's right. I, I remember I,
1: I that. I didn't live up to it. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, <laughs> it, there, it wasn't a lot of hope, yeah. but we were, <laughs> we, were, we were confident in your abilities mm-hmm. or that you were the only one that had even a remote chance. So I
0: tried. Honestly, I think it'd be a good episode to talk about plants, plants. like plants in houses. Yeah. I would love that.
5: Sam's back I for mean, another one.
4: Don't, yeah. don't
0: yeah. have cats. <laughs> what
2: What's t- that? Don't have it, cats.
0: No I do not yeah. all of
2: my plants. Ex- and obviously, like cats, I bought some plants for friends. And realizing how many plants are toxic to uh-huh. cats, mm-hmm. it's kind of a bummer. Yeah, a lot. Mm-hmm.
5: You guys have, but you both have cats? No, I'm, I
2: have. Um, I have cats. No, that's
3: a problem. Yeah,
5: so I was going to get the, you a plant, but
3: <laughs> well, there's the office,
4: Archie. Archie. Yeah, Winston and Archie. Yeah, yeah. Oh.
1: you are super cute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Got to love kitties and plants and all of that good stuff. Yeah. Hmm. Especially when they eat them down to the stubs.
4: Like
5: That's what <laughs> happened to our plant. Yeah. We had a cat come in and, and eat yeah. all the leaves off. That's it.
3: definitely yeah.
1: what happened. Yeah.
5: How this could become our plant. It was never our plant. It was an office plant.
1: Sam made it our plant.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't want to take ownership. I don't know whose it is, but it's not mine. It's not anymore either. (laughs) It's not. one. Still not (laughs) burned in my backyard. (laughs) It is now
5: part of the earth. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Use it as mulch next year. Yeah, exactly.
1: Pretty good use. (laughs) Yeah, but overall, um, you're in charge of the plants. Yeah, yeah, I would love that.
2: Yeah, but it would be good to do a little plant info, just about clean air and all that kind of stuff. Benefits, Mm -hmm. happiness. Mm-hmm.
0: Happiness, like what kind of plants are best for indoors? And yeah, that'd be great. What yeah. plants
5: make you happy? You know,
0: if you want to kill your cat, how do you do it fast?
5: <laughs> oh,
1: no. No if your one. roommate has a cat and you want to take it <laughs> yeah. out, that went downhill <laughs> fast. I don't do that. Don't do that. Don't
0: listen to that. that oh, way. I'm not talking about my cats. My my one one of my cats, she is a trash cat.
3: Oh, same. Yeah, she
0: just she eats out of the trash all the time, and Winston now, does that. And yeah, and now we like have a lid on it, mm-hmm. and now she just eats out of the sink.
5: And yes. What does she eat out of the sink? Anything. If there's yeah.
0: like a crumb at the bottom of the sink, uh huh. Same with just, my cat. Just, yeah. Yeah, Matt. We, I want to
1: get a kitty. <laughs> that's why we don't have cats.
3: So we have a trash lid on our trash, but we have to put a tea kettle that's full of water on top of it. <laughs> Otherwise, Winston will get in and like dig around. Oh my god, in the trash. Yeah. So you oh, set up
1: traps for your cat. Little pandas.
3: Yeah.
0: yeah. Panda cats. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so, so you want to have a cat play date? Trash cats? <laughs> trash. I'll bring your can the make trash. that an episode. Trash, <laughs> trash, trash, <laughs> trash cats. That, that could be our next That's episode.
1: Next bring your yeah. cats and just put a Ooh. trash can and we'll see what happens. We'll we'll just right call it trash, cats. <laughs> trash cats. Trash cats. Trash oh, cats. Start a whole TikTok of that. It'll be interesting.
0: Yeah, that'll be an entertaining episode. Pretty
5: stoked about that.
3: Do that with the plants. Be
1: trash cats and
4: plants. Trash cats and plants. <laughs> <laughs> Content, people. <Yeah. laughs> Content.
3: See, oh, I will yeah. not be
5: here for that episode.
4: <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. oh,
5: Sam and Emily's sitting here.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I think we we pretty much hit it, so why don't we just do our biggest takeaways on solar? What was your biggest
2: takeaway for solar, Sam? Um, I would say mine, actually, was just hearing about um, the ease of it as well as the price I actually think the last time I heard must have been a while ago because I anticipated it being a lot more expensive um, and then I just always thought that there would be more work that went into it so I think um, it's definitely the way of the future and I'm excited to see what happens in the next few years even with it because I definitely think there's going to be huge um, moves towards that way of doing things so I'm excited mm-hmm.
3: yeah what about you Emily? Um, I think- Cost versus benefit, kind of like what Sam was saying, that it was actually a lot more benef- benefit, even if it's like the upfront costs are super high. Um, and yeah, just being better for the environment and you know more efficient. I like that.
5: I'm just stoked about solar. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Well, it's just if you're thinking futuristically, yeah. it seems like that would be a way to go. Because mm-hmm. I, m- I remember way back when, when we were buying cars and we were like, Everybody's going to have, you know, a a car that isn't run on gas, but we need a car. But you just kind of have to let the world catch up. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah. Mm
4: -hmm.
1: Yeah.
3: They're developing cars that run on water. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I saw one, um, I mentioned before, we went to NREL over in Colorado and we saw one, like, drive around and it looks super cool.
1: I was like, we should have those everywhere. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. That's neat. Yeah, you just water. have to have water near you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. might work better for us here because we've got all the lakes and everything. Yeah. But like in Arizona and stuff, they might. They yeah. can just have this, the the um, special roof panels, the Tesla roofs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, They get those. We get the water cars. So we should have like sand cars. Yeah. <laughs> Dirt cars. So it seems yeah. like it would <laughs> mess up your engine. <laughs> It'll be kind of like being on an ATV. You'll just get out and you'll be like, oh fuck. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was behind another sand car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just spinning blowing it at <laughs> me. <laughs> those sound like
0: flintstone mobiles yeah. yeah. so oh yeah, yeah. They'll just use yeah. Their feet. Mm-hmm. so what was
1: your takeaway on um solar matt
5: i'm just stoked on solar
1: you're stoked on solar all right well get a truck yeah yeah matt <laughs> is planning on getting a truck right after he gets his boat so <laughs> at any rate solar <laughs> boat solar boat, <laughs> for for water boat, yeah. water <laughs> boat. <laughs> really <laughs> though yeah Oh, <laughs> that, <laughs> that make would make so be much be sense yeah it would we need to all become inventors like It yeah, okay, then you are just in charge the, We'll
2: just be the idea people, yeah, yeah. and then someone else can <laughs> do it. It's
1: like, please pay us for these ideas, thank you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. All right, sand
1: cars, yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 sand
0: boats, sand boats, sand boats. Sand no sand water yeah. boats. Yeah. yeah, water boats. Someone would give
1: me two dollars for that idea, maybe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, here we go. All right, well. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope you got a lot out of learning about solar. And if you ever have topics or anything that you want to know about, be sure to let us know.
0: Okay, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of It's Gonna Be Great. Make sure that you're following us on Spotify or whatever your podcast platform is of choice. If you're looking to buy or sell real estate in South Central Wisconsin, you know who to call. I'm team for you. See you guys in the next episode. Woo!